Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Dudes Who Like Movies, a nonprofit movie uh, podcast where myself, Dan, and my co-host, Alec, we talk about movies. Um, yeah, we're not for profit. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever. Yeah, we just like talking about movies. Um, so you're not going to hear about Rage Shadow Legends in our videos. So anyway, um, today we're going to talk about the new Zack Snyder's Justice League, and we're going to also... Kind of just talk about um, the DC universe and just kind of where it is and where it needs to go. So a um, little backstory before we get into it, some main points I want to address. Um, we are going to get into spoilers because one, these movies have been out for a while and the Zack Snyder Justice League is basically story-wise very much the same as the theatrical cut of Justice League. And um, we should also point out, uh, like Batman v Superman has been out for a while. Also, I have seen the Snyder Cut two times at this point you have not been able to correct alec not yet i am trying to get it to work on my day off i was having i don't know why i wouldn't let me log into hbo max um on the app but i was able to stream the hulu version so i'm gonna have to try and tinkle with it on my next day off okay. uh, if i can get it to work i'm gonna have to just do that free trial thing and just try and watch it that way okay so basically, um, we'll start out by saying, you know, the DCEU started in 2013 with Man of Steel. Then in 2016, we got Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, which didn't make as much money as I think it probably should have because it was Batman v Superman, but it did get bad reviews. Cause... Well, because yeah, it, it came out, like, I remember it came out with Hardcore Henry, and I was like, oh my God, I have to see Batman v Superman, but I couldn't watch it because it was the first weekend and they wouldn't give me the free tickets yet. So I saw Hen Hardcore Henry, and then the following uh, week, because I had, was off on a Monday, they let me go see Batman vs. Superman, and I was like, damn. <laughs> anyway, and then after Batman vs. Superman, we got Suicide Squad, which we'll talk um, about later, and then uh, there was Wonder Woman, and then we get to Justice League, which... Um, wait, we did, we count the, did we count the Harley Quinn movie? Yeah, that no, not yet. I haven't seen that one. Good God. Um, I forgot about that. Thank you. Anyway, um, so up to Justice League at this moment. We'll go into the other DC movies at later points. But anyway, um, first let's talk about the theatrical cut of Justice League because there are some things to note for those who are unaware. Um, first of all, Zack Snyder, uh, as far as I'm aware, Batman or Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Justice League and then the Justice League sequels were all like part of his grand vision or something. So he was going to like follow them up with like some kind of big thing. And you hear, and you see that in the Snyder cut, but we'll get to that later. Um, and he had to step away from post-production because his daughter um, passed away and you know, that was tragic. So he wasn't able to finish the movie. So they brought in Joss Whedon to do reshoots and um, cut the movie down. There was a studio mandate to bring it down to two hours, no more than two hours. Which, we'll talk more about that, but basically that was a mistake. Um, and then... Definitely a mistake. Yeah. Um, there was more humor to added to it, because Batman v Superman was very dour and dark and all that. And um, I guess Suicide Squad made a bunch of money, so they're like, oh, this works, so let's, let's put more jokes into Justice League. And yeah. And um, Justice League came out. It was a box office bomb. Didn't make nearly as much as it should have. Well in the eyes of the executives and um yeah so over the next couple years people were petitioning for the snyder cut to be released which is basically the director's cut of the movie 
and it just came out last Thursday, and I have seen it twice up to this point, and I made some notes. Um, but real quick, let's talk theatrical cut in a quick little story, which um, basically, Alec, if you want to tell the story as quick as possible, <laughs> basically just... Sure. Uh, Dan called me because he had told me that he had heard that the, that uh, JMU, where he was attending college at the time, was having a free screening of Justice League, and he asked if I would join, and I brought a friend of mine, Rachel, with me, and uh, we went to the, some, to the movie, and it was like a student theater, it was fully packed, mm-hmm. and we got to watch the theatrical cut uh, two days before it came out, because it came out on Friday, and I think, I three think days, it was Tuesday. It was on yeah. Tuesday, and got, it came out on Friday. We got free posters, and yeah, that was pretty cool. And all that jazz, yeah, and uh when i watched it i mean the first time i was just i i didn't know what the hell i was even watching to be honest with you but i mean a lot of people liked it the thing is when we saw it you know we were in a a, you know the the audience was like 99 percent college students and uh three is cool yeah they they were laughing they were enjoying it and whatever and i should point out i'm that type of person where i kind of I enjoy going to the movies and seeing a movie with the crowd, you know, and my first impression of a movie is pretty much just like, I'm enjoying this experience. So, you know, if I, if, for example, The Last Jedi, I enjoyed it a lot when it first came out. And now that it's been a few years, I'm like, okay, yeah, there's a lot of issues with that movie. That was kind of my similar yeah. experience with the Justice League, the first one. Um, I definitely think I enjoyed it more because I was with friends, you know, and, we saw it in a big group and it was like a big premiere showing and they made a big spectacle out of it. Um, it's not the worst movie ever, the theatrical cut, but it definitely in hindsight has a lot of editing issues and yeah, a lot of like, plot destruction so, because of it. Overall, I'd probably get the theatrical cut, maybe a five or a four and a half out of 10. Cause I have to give it a, I have to give it a three. Okay. I'll meet you in the middle. I'll give it a four. So it, um, yeah, it it was it's okay. I remember uh, the night after the Oscars in 2018, I believe I was on a plane from uh, New York to LA, and Justice League was on, and I started watching it in like 20 minutes, and I'm like, okay, this is dumb. So I just turned on another whatever. But um, no, the Snyder Cut is much better. I should just say that right off the bat. Um, like I said, we'll get into some spoilers because um, basically it's the same movie, just you know, it's a different edit. Um. It's four hours long, but it really doesn't feel like four hours. And like, even at like two hours in, I was like, wait a minute, two hours have already passed. Okay. Like the last act of the movie, the final battle is almost an hour long, but you don't feel it. It has really, the edit is much better. And um, towards the end of the movie, I saw a review where this guy was like, um, and I think it might've been Chris Stuckman or Jeremy Johns, one of the two, um, they um, mentioned that the end of the movie gets a little bit like Lord of the Rings-ish, Return of the King, and that it just kind of goes on for a minute. But we'll get yeah. to that later. But anyway, um, that's one thing I really liked about the movie was it's four hours long, but it doesn't feel that way. And I feel like the way they do that is because you're constantly going from character to character, and they're all doing interesting things, and they're characters you like, and you understand where the motivations of their character is, you know? Yeah. And so, like one of the first scenes with uh, cyborg is him kind of just discovering his powers and like what he can do. And um, he helps a woman who is super poor 
he uh, hacks the system to give her like $100,000. So she's able to pay her rent and, and whatever. So yeah, just stuff like that. And um, the first scene with the flash is really good um, where you, you see his character and the way he is, but he's not annoying. Like he, he's not annoying in the, in the theatrical cut, but he's borderline annoying. But anyway, um, so I'll talk about a few more negative aspects of it before I get into the positive and feel free to chime in with a comment here and there if you'd like, Alec. Um, sure. I'll try to be a little bit more concise because I don't want to talk the whole time. But basically, um, one thing I, I didn't love about this, and this is more like a, a style choice because this is just Zack Snyder. If you've seen Watchmen, you've seen 300, well, he does this. There's a lot of slow motion shots set to like 70s, 80s, like, gospel music you know God. yeah there really is like the first scene with um the flash he saves a woman from a car crash and while that there's like this like um gospel whatever song that happens and then um there's another one where lois lane is getting coffee and going to the superman memorial and there's like a like a another and again it's another gospel song i don't know the names of these songs but the one thing, and this isn't even a Zack Snyder thing, but this annoyed me just, and every, I've, like the second time I watched it, I skipped it. Um, the scene where, you know how where Aquaman, Bruce Wayne tries to go recruit Aquaman? Yes. When Aquaman goes in the water, these Icelandic women start singing a song and it goes on for like two minutes. And I'm like, what is the point of this? Yeah, they just start singing a song and I'm pretty sure like Ben Affleck just walks away, but it's just really pointless i didn't i didn't see the point of that and like if the if the lyrics were in english maybe or if there were subtitles maybe but yeah i just it seems like there's like a like a like a cult dedicated to aquaman i don't know what the point of that was i, I mean well when you think about it i mean they kind of rely on the sea so maybe they're trying to say that he forms like cults like worldwide like Maybe he's like bless him or something. I, I guess. Yeah, not or something. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. But I don't know. I mean. Overall, there was just a lot of melodramatic moments with gospel songs that I didn't think needed to be like that. But at the same time, there are some points where it actually is pretty cool. Like at the end, um, when they defeat Steppenwolf. I'm not going to get into the spoilers because it's awesome how they kill him, and you know they do they do beat him at the end. But anyway, um. One other thing I had is what one point I made earlier was the first two hours of the movie are pretty much just establishing the characters of Cyborg, Aquaman, and um, the Flash. And the thing is, you barely see Batman for the first like two hours. I mean, he's in there, but he's definitely not as uh, not as much attention is given to him or Wonder Woman as the other ones because they're establishing their character and. I feel like they should have just made those characters yeah, in their own solo movies. Say what? What'd you say? Yeah. I said, the, yeah, it's same thing in the theatric cut. You hardly ever saw uh, Batman except for like a few points. And that's why I was like really confused with Ben Affleck where he said he was quitting the role because it's like, well, you didn't really even, you didn't even get the role. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't understand how how you're walking away from something that you, in in Suicide Squad, you were like a few shots, Justice League, essentially a few shots, and then Batman vs Superman, just terrible writing. Like that's what did it in was the terrible writing. 
So like I, I was that's why I was so, so confused when I saw Justice League because Batman is like uh, from especially from the animated show that I saw as a kid, he was like a big part of the Justice League. So I was I was just so confused throughout that whole movie. So I'm like, and where the hell is Batman? So my point here is they could have made more solo movies with the Flash, Cyborg, and Aquaman. But 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 they do have their own little arcs in this movie that I feel like they would have been they put in other solo movies. So like with the cyborg, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it actually was appropriate that he didn't get his own setup in this, but with Flash and Aquaman, they could have put their own movies out before this. But definitely with Cyborg, people have said he's the heart of the movie and he is. is Aquaman... Go ahead. Aquaman came out Aquaman came out like what, two years after this movie? The year after, because it was twenty eighteen, remember? Right. And and how from Snyder Cut to that, do you think it like even followed any not pattern, but a um Well, they kind of are trying to establish the Aquaman solo movie in this, in that um Will Nafoe's in it mm-hmm. and he's explaining, you know, who he is and, and they talk more about like who he is and or sorry, Jason Momoa, Aquaman, and like what his place in the whole thing is, but we never really see Atlantis like in the solo mm-hmm. movie. And um, basically, when it comes to underwater, you see Amber Heard and Willem Dafoe. And one thing, also, one criticism I had was that in this movie, I don't know if they did this in the Aquaman movie, but every time they talk to each other, they form an air bubble. I don't know why they do that, but it's weird. And then. Yeah, they form an air bubble. Like, they make a little CGI air bubble for them to talk into, and I don't know why they do that. But but um, I will say Batman in the Snyder Cut has much better, I wouldn't say an arc, but he has more to do, and you understand where he's coming from. He's trying to actually, like, change and bring the team together, you know? Because he was trying to, you know, kill Superman and Batman be Superman and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, in this one, he's trying to, you know, right the wrongs of his past and actually bring people together, which is good. So you actually see him in this movie? You do, but it's not for like the first two or three hours anyway. Not two, maybe an hour and a half. I mean, well, I mean you as see long him, as you but... see him at some point. Yeah, you see him for the as first time. As long as you get to like see him, shots. Yeah. But, um. Okay. Overall, not very many negatives. I would say big thing would just be a couple melodramatic moments. Um, and they could have added, they could have just put out the solo stuff before this, but basically that's it. Um, some, I got more positive points than negative, which is, um, so in big point I want to make is that Steppenwolf is a million times better in this movie. Um, he has more character depth. In the first movie, he's just trying to appease okay. Mother. He says, like, Mother a bunch of times, right? Yeah, I remember yeah. that. That was that was annoying as hell. Yeah, so in this one, you find out he screwed over Darkseid somehow, or he betrayed Darkseid, and he's trying to get the Mother boxes to earn his uh, respect back or something like that, which is a more, you know, it's basic, but it's still better than what we got in the theatrical cut. And... Um, I would say oh, the, it sounds a million times better than the theatrical. Oh yeah, and I would say the cinematography, bueno. This movie, the cinematography mm-hmm. is great. There's an action sequence 
on um, Wonder Woman's home island where they're trying to get the mother box away from Steppenwolf and the shots are just beautiful. I love the way it looks and even in like um, the scenes in Gotham City and, and just, I don't know, just overall the cinematography is awesome in this movie. Um, and then we get uh, the editing. I just feel like, like I said, it's a four hour movie, but it doesn't feel its length. So any movie that does that is great for editing. And then um, another thing that I also really loved was Cyborg because you understand his character more. He was a kid who almost died and his father brought him back to life. And now he's trying to figure out his purpose now that he's mostly machine, things like that. Um, and it's kind of about his relationship with his father. Uh, what else? Aquaman in this movie, they give him more of a reason to, f to join the justice league. Cause in the la in the theatrical cut, he just kind of shows up uh, during the scene in the, uh, the underwater tunnel or whatever and stops yep. the water from showing up. In this one, Steppenwolf actually comes to fight him for the mother box in Atlantis, and he actually fights Justice League, or he actually, he fights Steppenwolf one-on-one -on -one in this version, which is really cool. And, and then I believe he actually kills a couple Atlanteans, and so he's like, okay, I have to do something about this. Which, by the way, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, love him in that role. They made Aquaman a badass. Great choice. Honestly, a great casting choice. Yep. Um, I would say Wonder Woman, I feel like she doesn't have as, I mean, so there is that cool scene at the beginning where she stops a bombing in some, I think it's England or France or whatever. And um, again, the editing's really good. The camera's really good. Um, one thing I forgot to mention, the music in this is awesome. I love Danny Elfman. He did the theatrical cut, but this one was done by Junkie XL, the guy who did um, Deadpool. And I think he did Batman v Superman. His score is awesome. There's a there's a part towards the end, like towards the final battle, where you just hear a guitar riff, and it's just like, yeah, badass. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah, that's sound pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I'm just kind of just going through here. The scene in the sewer is much better. Just it just it gives more purpose. You know, like they're actually saving people. There's not and it's much jokes. Everyone has a purpose in this movie. Like, I'm not going to, I'm going to try to not get into spoilers, but in the last battle, Batman's actually doing things. He's like shooting these bugs. We get another badass scene with the Batmobile in this one, I should mention. Like. So what you're saying is, whereas I would, I was confused as hell about how we got to where we were and the plot of the first one in this Zack Snyder cut, it kind of ties it all in and says, well, here's what was supposed to happen and this is what uh this happened right before the reason that this happened is because of this so it just makes more sense yeah there's more establishing in this movie that makes sense and the payoffs are yes and uh like i said batman does more he's actually so they cut that russian family out i'm assuming that was all joss whedon you know i'm talking about that that russian family in the little town that's in the oh. cut yeah. yeah, I know. I know. I remember. They completely got rid of them, which good. Which I understand why they put him in there, but they got rid of him, and they were so necessary. Basically, Steppenwolf creates this barrier, and Batman's the one who gets him into that barrier. So that was pretty cool. And then we get another Batmobile scene, which we'll talk about the Batmobile real quick, and like when we talk about Batman v Superman. But um, and then like Cyborg is the one he has to get into the mother box to stop the Unity. Uh, the Flash has to um, 
you know, create an electrical search to get him in there. I'm not going to get too much into it just because like there's more character moments and things like that. But, um, and Aquaman, I like, I like also too the banter between the heroes is better. You get a moment where Aquaman and Wonder Woman are talking about, you know, how their civilizations hate each other and they're kind of just reconnecting over um, a common thing. And, uh, yeah, I just, Aquaman has more to do in this movie. The flash does. There's more, you feel them becoming a team more, which is nice. You know, oh, and I, I guess I would be spoiling if I if I told you what Aquaman does in the final battle, so I'm not going to. But he does something really awesome, so we'll put it like that. Um, but overall, I'd give the Snyder Cut a good old. I hesitate to say nine. I'm going to go eight and a half out of ten. It's it's much better than the theatrical. People are calling it a masterpiece. I wouldn't call it a masterpiece, but I think it's really really good. Um, I forgot to mention too. The way they bring back Superman, it's the same, but it makes more sense in that they're studying the mother, mother box and they're explaining, you know, the mother box doesn't create or destroy, it just changes. And so, you know, it's like, I really like the metaphor they're talking about, you know, like a house that burns down, particles turn into smoke. This thing can turn the smoke back into the house. So that's where the, we can just make him, we can, um, bring him back by just changing his particles, which is interesting. And then, yeah. Is that kind of what makes him um, e- evil? Is that the right word? So he, he's not evil. He just doesn't remember his things. And you know how in the beginning it's like, oh, yeah, Alfred, I remember Alfred Lois Lane or whatever. Memory loss or whatever. And he was like, who the hell are you people and all that jazz. But you know how like he's like, call Lois Lane. We need Lois Lane. No, in this movie, she's at the Superman Memorial before this happens, and then she sees him in the, in the sky, and then he comes mm-hmm. back, and she runs back after he's been fighting the Justice League, and she calms him down. So it's not like Batman showed up. Okay. And also, um, there's no stupid, you know, you won't let me live, you won't let me... The, the mustache, the CGI face is gone. It's all gone. Oh, God, that was so f***ing weird. Yeah. But anyway... Um, <clears throat> Overall, much better movie. I would give it a definitely, like I said, eight and a half out of ten. Check it out. Um, there is, I can dig it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then there's a scene. Have you seen the trailers for the Snyder Cut? I've seen the trailers. Okay, so there's a cameo at the end of the movie. I don't really want to get into it because of spoilers for people who haven't seen it yet. But um, let's just say it kind of goes into what Zack Snyder was planning for the sequels and. It's really good because they brought back Ben Affleck for reshoots and yeah. And I've also heard that Joss Whedon was just an asshole to to the cast during the reshoots. So. I've heard a bunch of things about him recently. Also, is the cameo Thanos? No, <laughs> it's Iron Man. Anyway, um, oh, I knew it. <laughs> so yeah, so let's talk about the other DC movies for a second. Um, I've seen Man of Steel one time. Didn't love it. Didn't hate it. It's basically Superman one and two mixed together. My brother, I he and I watched it one time, but that was probably. I saw it in theaters. I think Man of Steel. It was either World War Z or Man of Steel was the first movie I saw at the car mic when it first opened up. So. Okay. Um, it's good. It's basically the Superman origins. It's basically like I said, half of it is Superman one, where he comes to Earth and learns how to be Superman. And then the second half is Superman 2, where Zod comes and uh, 
and wants to destroy the earth because he wants to remake Krypton. Um, Henry Cavill is a good Superman, I would say. Um, I know a lot of people were really upset by the amount of action and destruction that was brought to Metropolis, I guess, during that fight scene. You know what I mean? Kind of like, cause they're, I know they were mad about, it was in like the, not the, the, I guess the papers, I guess is what they were, they were trying to put across in the, in the movie. But I remember there was like all these people saying like, get him out of here. He's got to go all that jazz. Yeah. And they're really pissed off at him for some reason, which. Because basically he destroyed half of Metropolis just fighting Zod. Yeah. But I was like, well, what was the alternative? Like, you know what I mean? Like. Go to another Total destruction. Yeah. And then. You destroyed half our city, piss off, but like you would have been all killed. We don't care. I'm going to say that Man of Steel was, I mean, it was a little boring. I don't remember a whole lot of it. Um, I would give it a six out of 10. I'll I'll go with a six too. I can agree to that. And then we have Batman v Superman, which I've seen it. Two times, once in the theater, once in on DVD. Here's my thing with that movie. I had a horrible experience seeing it in the theater. I was next to some kids who wouldn't shut the hell up the entire movie. So that made my experience a really bad one. Um, I'm pretty sure the parents sitting next to us were high because they didn't do anything. And um, yeah, it was, it was a bad experience, that movie, for me. But overall, the theatrical cut, long, boring. There was no story yeah and it, it was just it was just bad i mean i saw the it extended cut i've heard is really much better it explains why clark kent doesn't like batman because i mean one thing one positive thing about batman v superman is ben affleck is batman i mean come on yeah yeah but, but I, I remember i saw it uh after like the week the week after it came out well i guess the following week after the week opening weekend because I remember I saw, I was able to see Hardcore Henry because no one was watching it. I mean, I saw that movie in Big D opening night, Hardcore Henry with only one person in it. And I was like, oh my God, this, I can't believe this movie is like in here and there's no one here. It's so good. Batman v Superman should be in here because, you know, it's Batman vs Superman. Yeah. And then the Monday, the following Monday, I was able to go see it. And I. <laughs> I was like, the hell did he just say? How do you know that name? Like, what? I was like, this is such bad writing. And then I was with Aaron and I was talking to Aaron about it. He he was like, I I don't even, I don't even think of the time he had seen it. He's like, I don't even know if I want to see it. And honestly, if you did, I'm so sorry, but that. That I'm giving the theatrical cut. I'm gonna give that a five out of ten, just because it was not that good. But I'm giving that, I'm giving that shit a four because, like, <laughs> the, the ending is what also pissed me off. He's uh, he's killed by Doomsday, right? He gets killed, but they but he and Wonder Woman and Batman defeat Doomsday, and then they lowering him into the ground, but on top of his casket. You see the dirt starting to like shudder and then rise. That was, just, that was just a tease. What? That was just a tease because he doesn't come back by himself. And, and yeah. yeah, and that's why I was like, because well, well, yeah, I get it was a tease now, like in hindsight. But when I first saw it, I was like, what the hell are they doing? So he's not dead. 
because I was so confused about what they were doing. And then, of course, we had a year later, we had Justice League. Which, that's another problem I have with that movie is why I kill him off when you're going to bring him back the next year for Justice League anyway. It made no sense because he didn't even have to die. Because it was was – because he – oh, I lost my memory for a a good – what? And and they address it in Suicide Squad for a second. It's like, okay, so Superman's dead. Now what? And that's that's it. So let's – It's – and I don't even know why they even brought him up in Suicide Squad, to be honest with you. Suicide Squad then. That movie – yeah, should have been so much more darker than it was because it's all they, about villains. They hyped it up in the trailers. Like the trailers were so good. You know what they my were, problem was with that movie? There's uh, too many moments where it's like, okay, here's a popular song that people like. Let's put it here, and here's a popular, you know, star people like. Here's Will Smith. Let's have him be funny. And Will Will Smith was probably the only good part of that movie. Oh, he's great in that movie. I'm just saying, like he, the scene where they all get like. They get their uh, super suits or whatever back, and they're playing um, Without Me by Eminem. It's like, what? My big problem with that movie is that it should have been darker. And um, one thing I liked about it was that there was a clearer story, which is, you know, hey, we need to get back into, um, or whatever, we need to save Amanda Wallace, Viola Davis, whatever her name is, um, before. And I think we lost you again there, good buddy. One, wait, no, nope, there we go. Okay. Um, we need to go get her and save her. It was a pretty simple story, but overall, the editing in that movie is what killed it. Because Batman v Superman was so dark, and they're like, oh, well, Marvel is lighthearted and funny. How are we going to do this? Let's make it funnier. I, I think for me, it was just the characters, because I they just, like, Jared Leto, stick to music, please. And then Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, I just... She's a great choice, but they don't give her anything good to do. I think it was just the writing for her character, because it's like... They were really she like she's unstable, right? That that's their whole shtick in the comics and the animated movies. That is what it is. In this one, they were just trying so hard to play up the sexual the say or the not the sexual the well that's the, the problem. She's a sex job, sex object in that movie. Yeah, that she basically is because it's like when she's bending over to pick up her bat, they just like zoom in on her ass, and it's like. Mm-hmm. Like okay, we get it. it's Margot Robbie. Check. Sorry guys, uh, it's the voices. <laughs> it's like she, okay, she she's the crazy hot one. Uh, we we can get the trope. Like my God, they tried so hard. And I think what I I liked it more just because like I said, like I said, the story is more coherent. But the editing, it should have been a darker movie. Like Batman v Superman should have been more lighthearted. I mean, it was it still could have been darker, but it should, didn't need to be that dark. But in mm-hmm. Suicide Squad, it should have been darker because. You got villains, you know, it's the Joker. It's um it was just poorly executed was my issue. Well, and apparently I, that was another thing where just Warner Brothers screwed the pooch when it came to editing because the director had a nice edit and now people are calling for his edit to be called because they got the Snyder cut, but Which I mean I don't blame them because it's like this movie did so well apparently, but it, the only reason why is because it attracted a bunch of dumb teenagers. Because with all the music and then all the, the, the trailers, like I said, which were pretty baller. Well, and like I, said, I saw it with my brother and a couple of his, you know, younger friends. And it's just like, yeah, they, they enjoyed that. But overall, it's just not that yeah, good. And I saw it with Grace. And I mean, she was like, this movie was just terrible. And I said, honestly, it wasn't the worst thing I've seen. But I mean, it's it's up there. Not going mean- to lie. I would say it's probably on par with Batman maybe Superman. I'd probably give it the slight edge because the story makes more sense. So I'd probably get a yeah. five out of ten, five and a I, half. I, 
I'll give it a five and a half right with you because it, it does make more sense. But they and just, Will Smith is great in that movie. Come in, come on. Oh my god, him as Deadshot, please. I, 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 he needs his own solo. Anyway, he was just funny. That was my. That's why I liked him a lot too. He was funny, mm -hmm. and he he did real uh, justice for the character. Yeah. Uh, then after that, we got Wonder Woman. Um, it's good. I don't love yeah. it as much as other people do. It makes it's the best DC movie besides maybe the Snyder Cut. But oh god, yeah. I mean, I remember when we watched it, and I I had such a great time watching it. I think my problem with that movie is it was again hyped up because it was like it's got ninety seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes and it's so good. And then I saw it because I saw it a month after it came out because um, I was in Europe when it came out. I think I flew to Europe the night it came out in theaters, so I was just out of the loop for like three or four weeks. Um, and Gal Gadot's the best thing to happen to DC since you know pick one. I don't love her as Wonder Woman, but she's not the worst choice. I, I mean. I love Gal Gadot, not gonna lie. I don't know. I feel I don't know. Her accent kind of gets to me, but that's I'm not trying to sound bad. It's just it's well, yeah, she she is she is Israeli, so I mean she does have a slight accent, which and I mean I get but otherwise, I mean she does a good job, you know. So mm -hmm. I'm not trying to say she's yeah, I, I just not my cup of tea personally, but she does a good job. So she definitely does. And I mean I thought it was a very, very well edited movie. Very well done. I, I like it a, a lot. solid eight out of ten, maybe a seven. I give it an eight, eight right there. Uh, we already talked about Justice League. Um, what came out after that? It was Aquaman, which I think you yeah. and I saw that. How many DC movies have you and I seen in the theaters together? We saw Justice League, Aquaman, and we saw we saw Wonder Woman together. Wonder Woman, yeah, so three. Yeah, anyway, um, Aquaman. I don't. I've only seen it the one time. I remember liking it. I know a lot of people have issues with it, but. Um, Jason Momoa, I thought was great, and I thought the special effects were pretty good. They, they were, um, but then they were. Some people really wanted to know about the um, those creatures in the trench, and apparently they were going to get their own movie at some yeah, point. Yeah, apparently they're getting a spinoff movie, but but I, yeah, I haven't heard much about that since, so I don't know if that's actually still happening. I, I have, we'll talk about that later, but um, yeah. Aquaman, I'd give it a mm, seven out of ten because it's it's good. I know. I got with a seven and a half just because it was pretty good. I I did like the action. Yeah, it was, it was different. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's one thing with the DC movies that they, they show us different worlds. Like in Wonder Woman, you had her home world and then Aquaman, you got, you know, Atlantis. So yeah, it's, it's different. We're working with what they got for the character that they're doing. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with seven and a half from me. And then what came out after Aquaman? Oh, Shazam. I forgot about Shazam. That was really good. That, actually, that is DC, isn't it? And oh we saw God. that together, didn't we? Yes, we did. And then I also saw it down in Tennessee at the drive-in with my brother. Yeah, um, Shazam was good. It was, you know, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with it going forward, but, you know, there's no mention of it at all in the Justice League, even the Snyder Cut. Because they know damn well that Shazam will come in with the zingers. <laughs> Uh, they, the only reference to the, I mean, obviously in that movie, they reference like Batman and Superman and all that, but, and then Superman supposedly shows up at the end, but that's about it. You know, it's like strong comes back from the grave to haunt the justice. League. Right. Um, I like the theme of family in that movie. I like, um, again, it doesn't take itself so seriously, but at the same time, it's, it's got a heart. I like movies with heart, you know? It was light. It had lighthearted stuff to it. Like it was funny because he was like, "I'm a child in a grown man's body, and I don't know what I'm doing." And then, when they go to buy the beer, 
and they try and shoot him. He's like, "Oh, you're dead." Like that funny. <laughs> also, the um, I thought the villain Mark Strong was good as um the guy who grows up and he he wants to be the big hero, and then it turns out he's like not pure of heart and whatever. So yeah, because he, he he was chosen, but then he was then the guy was like. I sense there's like a touch of like jealousy or something in your heart and, I, and you're no longer pure and they kicked him out and he was like and searching he spent the rest of his life trying to get back in there. So, and uh, then, and then he just ends up like, uh, often the, uh, last defender of the galaxy or whatever. And it's like, see Mark, uh, he was right. <laughs> well, and the thing is too, like, um, he gets the seven deadly sins, I think, and those characters because the director of that movie he's done horror before, so they um, the seven deadly sins are pretty scary. Like there's a part oh, they were they were terrifying, especially like what uh he kills his dad with them or whatever. He kills he, he no he throws his brother out the window, and then he kills his dad and like the whole board of like directors of this company mm-hmm. with the seven deadly sins, and it's just, it's terrifying, yeah. Yeah, and then Shazam, I'd give it probably a good eight and a half out of ten. I'd give it a nine. Okay. Uh, what came out after Shazam? Was it – what came out after Shazam? Was it uh, The Birds of Prey? Yep. That movie, I've not seen it. Um, I just – I don't know. So it wasn't in theaters for that long, at least an hour. That was right before the pandemic, yeah. Yeah, so that's probably why I didn't it's, get it. I think it's on HBO Max, but I just don't really care to see it. I'm just not a big Harley Quinn was not my character. She's like she's I get it. She's a popular character. Mm-hmm. That's fine. She is just not my cup of tea. Like yeah. I don't like then, Yeah. Did you see Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four? No, I didn't. I hadn't it's, had time and then I okay, uh, but there's a lot of stupid things in it. Oh boy. Um I thought Kristen Wiig as Cheetah was good, except for when she's all CGI'd at the end. I thought, because the Mandalorian is the bad guy in that movie, and he does a good performance. I just think the main problem with that movie is the script, because it's yeah. all about wishes and things like that, and it's just... Uh, but I thought Gal Gadot was really good, actually, in that one. I liked her better in that one than in the first one, because in this one, she has a real dilemma. Um, in the trailers, you can see that her you know, ex-boyfriend, Steve Trevor, comes back. The way he comes back is kind of dumb, but what they do with it is really good, and she gives a really emotional performance in that regard, so I really like that. Um, and then, yeah, so I mean, I would give that probably, what did I give the first one? A seven? I'd probably give that one a six and a half, maybe a seven out of ten. I can dig it. Okay. And then we got the Snyder Cut. Um, so here's the thing with the DCEU. My favorite one's the Snyder Cut. I'm just going to tell you right now. Um, and my least favorite is, let me take a look here. My least favorite is probably in terms of like personal enjoyment. I'd probably say Batman v Superman. No, probably Man of Steel, but my least favorite, honest to God, has to be Suicide Squad just because I sat through it twice and I hated it. Mm-hmm. the more i watched it because like the first time you see a movie you see the movie second time you can notice flaws because you're not just watching the movie to watch the movie now yeah that's like oh it's like with magnificent seven when that came out i saw it late and then like an hour later i watched it with you <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Actually, no, that happened with me in Suicide Squad. I saw it opening night with a friend of mine or my brother, and then I saw it the next day with a friend of mine. Yeah, exactly. So it was like that where I got to like watch the thing and then I got to just sit back and notice what was happening. That's what I did with Suicide Squad. And I just hated that one. And my favorite I want you know what? I'll say Shazam. I really like Shazam. Watch the Snyder Cut, then tell me. But... I, I will wa- I'll definitely watch the Snyder Cut, but you know what the best DC movie really is? Batman we all know it's... We, what? What were you going to say? We all know it's the Christopher Nolan movies. Let's be real. The um, best so Batman yeah. movie. I'm, I'm looking at here on Wikipedia on the films, future films. They have the Suicide Squad coming out this year. Which is okay. a sequel to Suicide Squad, but it's going to be rated R, and it comes. It's directed by James Gunn, so I'm hoping that's good. Oh, okay. Um, then it we get the miss. Next year we get the Flash, um, directed by the guy who did the It movies, and um, then we get Aquaman two. Then the next Shazam movie. Then we get Black Adam. So here's my thing. They're doing a bunch of solo movies now. I don't think there's any plans to do the Justice League. And I've heard that the Flash is going to reset everything because, like, he has the power to travel through time and go to different universes, which they mentioned multiverses in the Snyder Cut. I just, I think they need to stick with what they got because there's interesting things. It's just the studio has them over. That's the thing. It's like, the problem, too, is it's like, instead of doing something, like, thought-provoking or smart, they just, like, we want money. Like you don't understand. I feel you like damn about like the thought, per, the thought of going to a multiverse or any of that. We just want money is what the studio is basically saying, and I that's why like anytime I'm all this. I feel like anytime you have to release like an extended edition or a you know different cut of a movie and it's much better, that's a problem because like Man of Steel, I don't care. But like that, maybe Superman, the extended edition I've heard is much better and it adds like maybe a half hour, so it's like a three hour movie. Mm. it's like but the Snyder Cut proves if you let a director follow his vision through and through it can yield good results it's just the studios need to stop f-ing with them and right. I, I try not to curse on these things but just I feel very just passionate about this because studios they want money that's all they care about like, I get it movie, sure, but you have a bottom line and I get that it's like, problem too is a lot of the bottom line is movie like people the masses go to these movies and they don't want to see a four hour long you know um what's the word i'm looking for the four art house justice league you know what i mean yeah yeah they don't care that oh my god this is such thought provoking this is so funny this is so structured justice league look batman there's there's superman there's wonder woman there's the flash there's cyborg there's Aquaman. Look at that. Look at all the pretty pictures. Look at all the, the cool shit that you're, we're showing you. Now give us $10. Yeah, because that was the thing with Suicide Squad. It made a lot of money, and a lot of the movie is just... It's because of basically it appealed to like a bunch of the... Like, like I was telling you, like a bunch of the teenagers, because they're like... Because I mean, I was like a year out of high school when that movie came out, a year or two yeah. out. Yeah. And, and I was just like what the f*** am I watching? Because I would go in there and there was like a bunch of like teenagers, like all their friends on their phones. They're like, oh my God, this is so lit and blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, 21 Pilots. And it's like, 
Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh yeah, on the soundtrack for Suicide Squad, you had like Rick Ross and like. Um, yeah, and I was. Ju- it was just like, well, what about the movie? We don't care about the movie. It's just like all the popular. And that's music kind of a problem with the DC movies is now they're just like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna put things like because like Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman in the Flash, and um, apparently uh, they're talking about Christian Bale doing it too, and and it's just like multiverses we want they they just don't care about money they want to sorry they don't care about putting out a good movie they just want to make money and that's the problem and that's what so, they're doing with the spider the spider-man movies because they they want to do another they, they're talking about doing the spideyverse and the marvel thing that's, with Andrew that's and not all just things. the cash grab though because they're setting up the multiverse in each they're setting it up i will i i guess but i don't know i feel yeah. like it's still shameless yeah i don't know overall I mean, we're kind of been all over this point. Sorry, all we had some technical difficulties, but my my final thought I want to say real quick: Snyder Cut, go see it. It's much better. Um, and the DC movies need Warner Brothers needs to get their stuff together because it's just they need to understand you need to put out a structured. If you, you want to put out thought provoking, do it, but a well structured and paced movie. If you're gonna start something, follow through. You know, do not do not go through and say, you know what, cut out all this and release it. And when it's a do- pile of dog shit, and all these people are like we hate it, don't go at them and be like, oh well, you went and saw it, so who cares? Because we already have your money. Yeah, that's so they need, what they do. And that's that's what annoys the hell out of me too. With a lot of these I'd like to see more Justice League movies like the Snyder Cut, but that's just me. So. If this, review, if this episode has kind of seemed a little disjointed and all over the place, that's because that's how the DCEU is. <laughs> anyway. It basically is. Because, I mean, we all know that Christian Bale is the best Batman, but then we have old man Ben Affleck going in there. And I would say I personally like Ben Affleck more than Christian Bale, but I also, Michael Keaton is my favorite. So, I think for, for Ben Affleck, like I mentioned earlier, at least I think I mentioned earlier, his problem was he was just not in the movies enough. Mm-hmm. he didn't even like he walked away from a role that he didn't really even have apparently the reaction to the snyder cut is that he enjoyed doing it so much he wants to come back to the role and i think the new batman movie that comes out next year isn't actually i think i'm looking in here now it's not actually part of the dc universe it's gonna be its own thing kind of like the um what's that the, word kind of like the nolan movies you know what i mean the nolan movies the best batman movies ever made anyway um and then yeah, they just, they need to stop saying, okay, so, well, that's the thing, too, is, like, in 2014, I remember, like, okay, we're going to have a cyborg movie, we're going to have a Flash movie, we're going to have uh, Batman, we're going to have another Superman movie, and, like, in the six or seven years it's been since 2014, we've gotten Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Shazam, and yeah. in terms of, like, solo movies. We didn't get a Flash movie yet, we haven't gotten Cyborg yet, so... We got the joke. Oh, yeah, and there was going to be a Green Lantern movie, and that didn't happen. So It did happen. Yeah, but not part of this thing. We don't talk about that. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for watching. Um, I'm excited in terms of what they have planned. I take that back. That was that was a stupid remark. I, I just, I want this. I'm, I'm excited for the possibilities of what they could do, but I just know that it, they're not going to follow through. I'm excited for that, but I'm also fearful for the future. <laughs> yeah. So watch the Snyder Cut. We can talk about it next time. But yeah.
anyway, thank you all for listening again. We enjoy doing this podcast. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening and hope you have a good rest of your day.